Uh, something not working on your end? Yeah, bad uh, uh, headphone jack cable. Ah, no. <laughs> the worst. It sounded all, yeah, it sounded all distorted, but now I got it. Oh, oh good. 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 I love the light in the background. You see, it's, it's sort of a robot face. It is. I like it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, um, it's a VR headset from when I had my Samsung S7 Edge. And so it's the kind that you, you like plug into the thing and then it uses your phone as the, it was not great. Like in terms of VR, it was the thing that almost made me just like write off VR entirely. But um, it uh, works cool as a lamp. Mm. Yeah, it has a little faceplate thing that covers the eyes. But yeah, if you take it off, it looks like uh, a robot. Okay, I like it. I, I do like too. It. It's fun. It is fun. <gasps> well, hello everybody and welcome. <laughs> huh? Wow, such get... an enthusiastic start to our Thursday. It's... Yeah, it's been a long couple weeks, and. Uh, we, long story short, we, my stress levels have gone up significantly in the last like week and a half. We're oh, going no. through a, a restructuring in our office. So oh. for anyone who's, yeah, for anyone who's not in the know, when you work in the postal service, your route doesn't stay just the way it is forever. Like in the past, it was like every 10 years, they get a bunch of different managers from a bunch of different offices. And for mm. a week. They have a person literally follow you around your entire route, whether you're on a driving route or a walking route. It's really stressful. Um, they're constantly writing down things on a little notepad and clicking a stopwatch. So if you stop to tie your shoe, they take, you know, five to 10 seconds off. If you talk to a neighbor, they take however long off. They, they're constantly clicking stuff. It's really stressful. And then on top of that, after it's all done, they restructure all the routes and you might end up with like a completely different route. You might end up being sort of kicked off your route. Anyways, no. I went, yeah, I was unlucky enough that when I started in South St. Paul, they were just on the verge of doing it again. Um, and they only do it like every 10 years. So we went through it. It was really stressful and horrible. And I'm like, Oh good. Well, at least I wanted to do that for a while. And then I ended up moving out here. Just um, kidding. Yeah, six months before they're going to do it again. The the on the plus side, they have updated everything. We have brand new scanners um, that have they're like cell phones. They have built in GPS. They have touch screens. It's great. They're super fast. Um, and so now they just use the GPS data from our scanners so they don't have to have someone following us around. And so. Yeah. It, it also gives the advantage that they can collect data from whenever they want. So it's not just mm -hmm. that one week. Um, they can pull in months worth of data and really analyze everything. And then you go in and they have just Zoom calls with you and they bring up a map and they they just look at like the sort of aberrations like like, hey, this, you know, everything looks fine on what you're do normally doing with your route. But then this one little spot, it looked like you were sitting there for like 10 minutes or whatever. So that has gone really smooth. The unfortunate, yeah, the unfortunate part is that I don't know if it's just this office that does things differently, but instead of like your route possibly changing slightly and then you maybe attempting to bid to another route, 
they've basically just thrown a multi-ball at us where basically they're just making everyone in the office rebid on on routes throughout the whole thing. So it's like, okay, well, we can all still have our routes as long as the first person who goes just keeps their route. And then the second person who goes, like, if they just keep their route, we, we might have a couple people who, who change or something. And immediately the first person to go is like, yeah, I'm stealing his route. And it's like, oh, great. And it's because it goes by seniority. So the longer you've been there, uh, yeah. you just get to just take the route. And so immediately the first person was like, yeah, I'm taking his. And then that person's like, well, great. Now I'm OK. Well, I'm taking that person's. So we were all They're like, it's a free for all. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the for, until next Wednesday. Uh, I have no idea if I'm going to be on my route and my route's not like super great. So I'm hoping, you know, that will help me out. The only reason that I really want to stay on mine is because I'm used to it now. I just got yeah. a little bit more, like, comfortable with it. They didn't change too much of it. Mine was a, a, an extended route. So it was over by like an hour or an hour and a half every day. So they just okay. trimmed. Yeah. So they just trimmed stuff off the top. And so mine didn't change much. I'm like, I can just do my route. And anyways, so it's, it's been a little stressful because, uh, yeah. we, the other part of it was we knew that we were going to be doing sort of like bidding things, but they were only going to essentially for lack of a better word, like force four people to, to bid routes because theirs changed yeah. by 50% or more. So they are automatically triggered to like choose a new route if they want. And one guy had already stated, I'm going to stay on my route. So I only had like three people that I was going to have to worry about. And then uh, the, you know, so everybody was settling down. We're like, everything's going to be fine. We've seen what our new routes are going to look like. It's, you know, it's, it's yeah. all going to be good. And then the next day he's like, yeah, so I made a mistake. Contractually, we have to go through this horrible bidding process. And then we were all like, <laughs> Wait, what? So, yeah, the some of the newer people were even like, does this happen a lot? And we're like, no, not not, you know, like every five, maybe 10 years. And they're like, oh, because there was a noticeable shift in the in the mood of everybody. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we're all really stressed yeah. out now. Great. We're not happy is what happened. Exactly. Yeah. So sorry, I didn't mean to go on a rant of that for like 10 minutes. Wow. For no reason. It's just. Uh, it's, uh, it's been stressful. We. We have had changes in my office, so it's it's just been different oh, yeah. Yeah. from having like people leaving and like new people coming in. Mm, so mm -hmm. it's our office is currently like very quiet because our property management team is now at one of our properties instead of like um. in our office. So we're like, there's like four of us here. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so, so quiet. That has a tendency to happen at our office, too, like because of the way our days off work, we'll have mm -hmm. like a whole group of people who are kind of like the talky folks and they like all of their days off happen at the same time. So like one day a week, it's just super quiet. And then like one of our managers hates having the radio on and there and that syncs mm. with the people who are gone. So one day a week you walk in and it's just like a library and everyone's just yeah, it's just don't talk and just sit there and put your stuff in and don't, yeah, every, don't. And then the, and then the rest of the week, it's sort of just kind of fun chaos. But, uh, yeah, we at yeah. least have music bumping at all times. I, that I appreciate like, that. That's like the one thing my boss really loves is that we always oh, have good. music playing. Yeah. And it's been a lot of like, 
late 90s, early 2000s hip hop and rap. Nice. And Classic. At one point, he was on a call with like a banker and he's like, we have to turn the music down because you're like, yeah, it's maybe not the best idea. And the guy's talk, singing about licking you from your head to your toes in yeah. the background of a bank call. Yeah, you don't want to be talking about like finance and uh, filling out paperwork and then here till sweat falls down. Um, Hey guys, could you mute that, please? Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm getting a call. Can we turn the music down? And we're like, yeah. That's, yeah. I, I only had one uh, job before this where uh, uh, not delivering mail. I was in an office job. And my first day, I ended up in a, it's a small little kind of cubicle area with two other people. And the two of us were on the same wavelength where it's like, yeah, let's turn on the radio. And the other one was a woman who was like two years from retirement. And we were getting kind of chatty and talking about, yeah, we should bring a radio in. And the only thing she said my first week, she turned around and said, no radio. And then just went back to her computer. And the other woman and I looked at each other and we're like, did, should we quit right now? Like, maybe we should not be here because that, that didn't. And then, yeah, for the first like month, it was just, she didn't want us to talk. She didn't want us to. Yeah. And so I eventually got some headphones and just started. And all we were doing was like, like data entry i i we were mostly just filling out invoices and stuff and so it's like it's not like we're doing meetings and phone call we're not selling stuff so it's like why do you just want to sit in odd awkward silence all day every day she was she's got some like novel internal monologue going on Mm -hmm. she turns around and in her head it's like and then a silence crept across the room (laughs) I'm like, I'm sure that's what's happening. Oh, I'm sure. My favorite part is that that would be every sentence of her novel that's going on. That was just, and then silence came across the room, dot, 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 dot. And then silence came across the room. And it's like, that was a pretty shitty fucking novel. She's like the hero, the huge hero in her story. And it's like, and then Darcy turned to her computer wiped the sweat off of her brow. She works very hard, you know, and it's just like all that's like she knew she must carry the team of these expense reports. Yeah, she's she's just one of those insanely narcissistic people who like the whole time she's writing it, she thinks she's painting herself in the greatest light. And then anyone who reads it is like, are is this you? Because you're a horrible person. Like, why won't you? Why are you like this? And she's like, no, yeah. don't you understand? Because she keeps the office silent and she keeps it organized. And they're like, yeah, it sounds like you're a buzzkill. Yeah, you gotta, gotta have a little life in there. Yeah, it's- yeah. I, I was surprised. She was also a lady who she announced her, uh, she announced her uh, retirement to all of us, and we were all like, hey, congratulations! And she just kind of was like, Shh, everybody, shut up. And. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, in so yeah, many words. We, yeah, we brought in like two cakes and some other treats, and she was like, Yay. And, um, Yay, I'm retiring. So, yeah, so we were, exp- but this was like for the next year, like, or like eight months or something. And she's like, Yeah, it's going to be great. So we brought in all this stuff, and I think they announced it on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And we all, you know, finished out the week. Came in on Monday. There's still some leftover cake and stuff, and we're like, "Oh, oh, where, where, where is she?" Oh yeah, she called in sick for eight months. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I told her she couldn't really do that, but then she contacted the legal department and she has enough sick time saved up, so yeah, she's effectively retired. But we couldn't hire anybody because she was technically taking a spot and um, she was like already pre like sick called or whatever. So we couldn't like you can't get her off the payroll and you can't hire anybody else to pick up her slack for eight months. And so we were like, oh, oh my God. So, yeah, you were like the worst coworker of all time. Cool. 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 Yeah. Thanks. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a time. And that, that was five years. ago. No, that. Oh, my God. That was no. Yeah, almost five years ago. Oh, how time flies. Oh, yeah. Anyway, this is Peculiar Pairings. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Yay! My name is Matt. I'm Celine. Welcome. Welcome. This is our little show where we we have some fun treats, and Celine tells mm-hmm. us a great story, and uh, we're we're back. It's uh, it's it's February when we're recording this, and it's it's been a weird. Yeah. February. I don't know if it's been happening down where you are, but up here. It, Normally, February is like the coldest month, essentially. Not usually so much snow, but a lot of wind and ice and just cold. And we've had days where it's almost 50 and sunny and everything's been melting. So we usually have it where January is the coldest month. Mm. And it's also usually our snowiest month. Although Uh. sometimes that does compete with March because March can get Mm -hmm. really snowy. But we actually just had a storm go through yesterday. Oh. And I completely forgot about this because we were going to record yesterday. And then with Valentine's Day and (laughs) us celebrating a date late, it like threw everything off. And then I didn't get home till six yesterday anyway, just because it snowed. So everyone was like, I forgot how to drive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and it is like the dumbest morning I I've had. It's yeah, just... like that's forgivable when it's like October and you know you're not expecting any heavy snow or anything, and then suddenly you get like you know a foot of snow out of nowhere, and it's like okay, we we we've all been in sort of a fall mood, and we weren't expecting snow. But like when you're when you're on the tail end of winter, you've already been driving in this for months, and it's like okay, guys, it's just a fresh batch. Let's let's hurry it up. It's Colorado. Most yeah. of us have all wheel drive vehicles. Let's let's get going. Yeah, it it was something, but you know, it's we usually have snow on Valentine's Day. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. It's, I guess. I feel like it's. It can be kind of hit or miss, but I, I feel yeah. like we usually have snow on Valentine's Day. Well, that's pretty. I, we don't necessarily have falling snow, but I mean, it's February, so we almost always have snow on Valentine's Day. Um, a couple of years ago, I think it was like negative 20 as well. And I'm like, I'm not going out and doing anything like that. Yeah, it's. It was definitely, it started snowing on Valentine's Day. So it was like well, that's nice sweet. and cold in the evening. And we had to go get Gabriel's phone sorted oh. out because his phone is very broken. Oh, right no. <laughs> like, like physically, like, like the screen's cracked or it's just all like. The whole entire backside is just shattered. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> it, well, it has been not... for like a while. Okay. I mean, that's not the part you're using. I mean, it's fine. Well, and then for 
a few months, like, just the top third of the screen has not worked. So, like, the bottom <laughs> third was fine. So he's, like, turning his phone one way and, like, oh, I, I can get it to work this okay, way and problem. this and that. And then on Saturday, or no, Sunday, when we went to our Super Bowl party, oh, the yeah. entire screen just, like, turned a greenish color. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It just had this, like, green overlay. And he's like, oh, that's weird. And then he came home from work the next day, and he's like, so my phone is entirely broken now. <laughs> like, yeah. I, uh, I, oh. I may have mentioned, uh, everybody may remember, uh, just moments ago, uh, I mentioned my S7 Edge that I used to have, the, that I got this, this VR thing with. And I loved that phone. It was a beautiful phone. I didn't even buy it a case for like two years. I was also just working at a desk job for a while, so I wasn't walking around delivering mail or anything. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I dropped it a couple times while I was at work on the carpet. And I'm like, okay, I got to get this thing a case. I ended up having it for like five years. I dropped it so many times from like six feet onto marble and concrete. Um, always fine. First yeah. winter, I was delivering mail. Uh, second month, I was working there. I was in the back of this big two-ton truck that you use when mm -hmm. you're doing like collections things. Like we'd go to this little radio, radio uh, not radio, a mini office thing that we had to get mail okay. from. Yeah. I'm in the back of this truck. I'm done with my route. I'm about to go and do the pickup thing. It slips out of my pocket while I'm tying up my, uh, my shoe, uh, maybe fell to two feet, maybe three feet, um, onto the bottom of this truck. And first time ever, huge crack right in the middle of the screen still worked. But within like a year, it was it was like Gabriel's. It was like there was a lot. There was a few dead pixels and then there was like a line all the way through it. And then half of it started glitching out real bad. And and then eventually like it still works. You can turn it on. I still have it for some reason. But yeah, you can only see like the bottom eighth. And uh, I've always oh, thought like, I could get it fixed. But at this point, it's so old. I just bought a new pixel, so it's fine. But I really did yeah. like that phone. Yeah. So he. He got it all set up for a new phone. The new phone doesn't come until Sunday. Oh. Or no, it it comes in on Friday, but we won't be getting it till Sunday because oh. <laughs> we have we have plans for the weekend. Oh yay. So yeah. Well, his is his is working and me is doing things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna and, say are you extending your Valentine's Day celebrations? Oh no, he's working. No, I'm That's I'm going cool. to a hockey game oh. for a cousin on my dad's side and oh, Gabriel has to work, so Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. That's the joy of working in a kitchen job is that you get to work yeah. on the weekends. I do have to ask, are are you both uh, Apple or Android folks? So he just converted to oh. Apple. You heathens. <laughs> you pompous bastards. I, so I have my iPhone. Mm -hmm. My work computer is a Mac. And oh, okay. then my personal computer is a Dell. Oh, oh. <laughs> Which then spawns the question of like, they're still around? Like Dell still makes computers? Yeah, my laptop, which I am currently using, is a two-in-one, so I can flip the screen entirely that backwards is, and draw awesome. on it. That's which is why I bought it. The way Well, and I had a Dell before that and it died very spectacularly. I was working on a project and it just crashed. 
Oh, and no. I could not get it to turn back on. It's like, oh, yeah, just total death. I just spent three hours on that project oh, and no. I forgot to save. Oh, no. So, yeah, I do, I do. now converted to Apple since. Yeah, I do appreciate that uh, companies have gotten better about protecting us just like auto save features like every five minutes nowadays because they're like, People are just so dumb. They're just not going to do it. And then they're going to get mad at us for some reason. So let's just build that in. Um, I, I, yeah. I don't mean to make fun of Dell. I just, I always remember like the late 90s, early 2000s. Dude, you're getting a Dell. Like they just had such huge like marketing campaigns back then. And it just seems like you don't hear about them anymore. I know. I loved the one that they had where it was like all, they did everything in color for like their laptops mm-hmm. and they used um oh my gosh the the like lollipop candy man song oh yeah now that you mentioned yeah. that I, I do kind of remember i was like that. that was that was some good marketing like yeah although i feel like the quality of commercials has gone downhill quite significantly so well and i was just thinking too like i've i joined the pull the plug uh age pretty quickly I, I was i was an early adopter of of hulu back when it was like in beta and it was still just free like you couldn't even subscribe everything was ads and and there weren't even as many ads because it was that new and i remember I just, those days oh, they were great and you would just see like the same commercial over and yeah. over and you're like i don't even care i'm gonna take this opportunity to run to the bathroom quick uh, you know, or I'll just ignore it and I'll do I'm on my computer because it's streaming and like streaming wasn't on anything back then. So it's like, I'm they just going to read my email. That. Oh, the yeah. Commercials. It's still like the same, like six or seven. <laughs> there's there's some variety, but then you start to see I get a lot of dog food commercials currently. Oh, yeah. That I, is. I'm just very pleased that. In pretty quick fashion, I think it was less than a year when they started their first like subscription things. Um, they added a no ads uh, uh, level pretty quickly. And even though I was still in yeah. college and broke as shit, I'm like, I'm paying the extra three dollars because I hate ads. So I haven't really all of this was a roundabout way to say I have not seen commercials for a long time. And so like, I'm, I just, just thinking like as much as I was ragging on Dell for not having fun ads anymore, it's like, I don't really watch commercials anymore. Yeah. You are not missing anything. Well, I'm, I'm convinced of that, which is why I like every service I have. It's like, I'm going to the no commercials option because I yeah. don't want to see them. And, and like, any kind of trailers or anything. It's like, I'll go to YouTube or whatever. I'll look up the trailers I want to see. Such an age we live in. Oh, it's both wondrous and terrifying. (laughs) Which is actually how the 1920s were wonderful and terrifying. It is kind of, yeah. Like the number of comparisons I've heard about like the flu epidemic and stuff like that. And they're like, it led to the roaring twenties and it's like, Oh my god! And we're go- we're in the twenties again. Like it's twenty twenty. Like oh my god! We're literally repeating history. We are, and this is history. I hope that we don't have to repeat since our story today oh, yeah. takes place in nineteen twenty nine. Oh no, kidding! Mm-hmm. Nice segue, and... by the way. Thank you. <laughs> it's like going on a, on a really long rambling tangent at first. I feel like I have learned 
how to do this from my high school psychology teacher because oh. he would he would do this. He'd go on this tangent and you you'd like stop taking notes because you're like, I don't understand. Like, where is this going? <laughs> right. And then he somehow loops it all back into what he was talking about the first time. And you're like, I should have been taking notes this whole time. <laughs> you're and like, but those... you started talking about something entirely different and I didn't think it was relevant. Now it is, and now I'm kicking myself. He he had a love and a and a and an obsession with like psychology and learning about human behavior, but his passion was speech writing. And so he couldn't help Maybe. himself, but like every beginning course, he's like, and that's how we got serial killers and then you're like oh shit he was talking about the invention of radio and it came up yeah oh man he's a master and he always felt really good inside it was like this is how i reach these kids i get them i, I catch you know? them yeah i mean you it do it was what you always do. at least entertaining you gotta okay. yeah, you gotta yeah. respect those teachers who they're like even if they know that their subject matter is relatively dry they're like i'm gonna do whatever i can to keep these guys entertained and engaged yeah, it goes a long way. It does. So 1929, what is our actual topic this week? We are talking about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Ooh. Oh, right. I kept thinking it was just murders, and I'm like, okay, so it's going to be a spree. Massacre sounds so much more terrifying. It is. And oh, good. we're talking about some 1920s gangsters oh. and the mafia. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it's not even necessarily that like, because I, when you first told me like it's Valentine's Day, I was like, oh boy, there's going to be some serial killer who like kills one person. On every, Valentine's Day? Yeah. On, yeah. Like every year, he, like he, he, for whatever reason, his particular serial killing like obsession is it has to be on valentine's day and so he kills Ooh. once a year every year but um or you can just be a bunch of gangsters and uh, just go slaughter a bunch of people yeah. yeah so our sources for today are history.com themobmuseum.com crimemuseum.org cool. all that's interesting.com and my favorite wikipedia yeah thanks wikipedia Woo. you got me through high school well not high school you got me through college Partially. I will say it is funny how in high school, all of our teachers are like, Wikipedia is not a real source. And then you get to college and they're like, just cite it. Yeah. Well, and whatever. I've had discussions with uh, family members and, and stuff. And I'm like, it, it is. I can understand how it would be uncomfortable with the idea that like anyone can edit it. You know, it, it's free to the public. You can just go on, create an account. You can technically change anything you want. And it's like, but what you don't understand is the army of obsessive nerds who comb through their favorite subjects, meticulously editing things that they know are wrong. And they will add sites or sources to things that aren't, you know, cited yet. It's like, trust me, it's probably one of the best sources that exist. And if nothing else, you can find other uh, yeah. sources on Wikipedia. You go to the bottom of the page. It's... It's pretty great. I think it's one of the best sources of human knowledge that exists. It is. It's full of the um, actually people <laughs> of the world. Yes. So I, I have absolutely no qualms with using it because I, I 
I feel that it's there's so many people just going in and and correcting it mm-hmm. every time, and it's I like to think of it as science and medicine in a way, and that things get updated and you learn new things, so you go right. and update it. Doesn't <laughs> necessarily mean you were wrong at the time because you didn't know any better. Yeah, that's what always blows my mind about people like um, that. Uh, like question evolution or or even like flat earthers, they always bring up the ideas like, well, when I was a kid, you know, the earth was, you know, however many billions of years old, and now it's a different number of billions of years old. So it's like, make up your mind, scientists. And it's like, that's not how it works. It's that back then, the, yeah, the best evidence we had demonstrated that it was like six some billion years old, and now it's different. It's like, it's not that it... It's not that we changed it. It's that we got more information. It's like, hey, you just sit there and drink your beer, you dumb bastard. Just, just, just yeah. get out of the way. Get out of the scientist's way. And let them do the work. Yeah. So our story Ooh. begins on February 14th, 1929. Yeah. In which... supposed to make sense. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> Valentine's Day. It is on the 14th. I should have tried. Yeah, this is the one time I should have tried to guess the date. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I think I could have gotten it. <laughs> I think you could have. I although definitely if, have faith in you. Although, if you would have asked, I would have been like, "Oh no, I, uh, this uh, is a trick question." Yeah, exactly. I'd have been like, "July 12th. and they'd be like, "No, idiot! It's Valentine's Day." I'm like, It was so easy. I had it had to be a trick question. Yes, and on this day. Frank Gusenberg was rushed to a Chicago hospital with 14 gunshot wounds. Oh, my God. I know. A lot. Yes. And a lot. Yeah. When police and doctors are asking him who shot him, he said, no one shot me. What? I, I know. I, I, Clever. Well, fr- Frank, I, I, uh, I. I'm not a doctor. I'm just, I'm just the, uh, I'm just the first person on the scene. I, uh, I don't know how to, I don't mean to, you know, call your well-being or, or your, your mental state into question, but someone, someone definitely shot you. I don't know how to say this, but I'm not saying you're lying. Just someone definitely shot you. Well, you see, Frank was a well-known gangster. Oh. And member of the Northside mob. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so either he was adhering to the criminal code of shut the fuck up. Right. Yep. Snitches get stitches. Mm-hmm. Or he was afraid that whoever it was would come after him if he survived and snitched. Uh, well, it's, it's snitched. It's snitched. <laughs> well, Either Frank, way, snitching would be involved. Frank, as your uh, as your attending physician here at the hospital, I I hate to break it to you that regardless of with with fourteen bullet holes, I'm just going to tell you, regardless of whether or not you snitch, you will be getting some stitches. Well, three hours later, he was dead. So oh shit! <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Frank. The stitches didn't hold. But <laughs> Frank. Frank was the last victim of what is now known as the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which is one of the most infamous gang hits in history. 
Which kind of makes me feel sad now because, like, I've never heard of this. I, not that really? I'm like super, yeah, not that I'm like super into gangster stuff, but I've you 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 use you use a phrase like the most infamous, and it's like I feel like my dad is into a lot of historical stuff, usually Western things, but he reads some gangster stuff every so often. I feel like I would have come across this once or twice. I know about the Red Wedding from Game of Thrones, but not this. <laughs> so. Frank and six other members of Irish mobster George Bugs Moran's. So oh. George Bugs Moran is that guy who runs it. Mm-hmm. It is his Northside gang. So it was Frank, six other people. They were all meeting in the morning at a garage to pick up some flowers, some, flowers some for Valentine's Day. Day. Some bootleg alcohol. Oh. Because, you know, this is during Prohibition. I was going to say, yeah, because it's the 20s and they're mobsters. So, I mean, what the hell? Yeah. And what started as what they thought was initially a police raid. Oh, yeah. Turned very deadly. They Hmm. were lined up against the wall of the warehouse garage. They were all facing the wall and just Hmm. gunned down. Oh, my God. And and so presumably one of them, well, at least Frank, ended up walking away? Well, people... May have found him. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, not... I mean, we obviously know that Frank doesn't make it, but, like, that he... He still managed to live long enough with 14 bullet wounds in him to be able to say, nobody shot me. Yeah. And so there were two men that went to the warehouse that were dressed up as police and Mm. two others just wearing dark nondescript clothing. (laughs) And because two of them were dressed up like police officers, they thought it was a police raid and that kind of stuff happened all the time. Usually they knew and they're like, yeah, just, you know, deal with it and move on. Right. Right. A lot of the gangsters had, police in their pockets so yeah they're they're used to dealing you know, with the police like you're doing your job rough yeah, them up yeah. a little bit <laughs> classic and then when they pulled out machine guns which were tommy guns more classic. specifically i know classic I love it. yeah classic and they started shooting and there were 70 bullets in total hmm that's that's strangely that's actually not as many as I thought it would be. Like bullets fired just it, like into the group of people, a total mm-hmm. of seventy. Oh, okay. Yeah, for the seven, and of the men that were killed, it was Albert Kachelik, Adam Hayer, Weinshank. I don't know his first name. Wein- oh, oh, okay. Uh, Doctor Schwimmer, who. He just liked hanging out with the gangsters. Oh, he no. wasn't actually a part of the gang. He just liked to oh, no. hang out with them. He, you know, thought they were cool. Maybe he patches them up from time to time. You know, when they he get in the street by a Tommy gun or whatever, they're like, hey, call Schwimmer. He'll, he'll, he'll patch you up. And he's just hanging out with them, just enjoying being, like having his toe just sort of dipped in organized crime. And all of a sudden these, these hitsters show up. Oh, no. Yeah. Poor Schwimmer. And then there was John May, and then Frank's brother, Peter Gusenberg. And then oh, no. Frank. Oh. 
yeah. Frank and his brother. Yeah. I could just see them walking in when they're like, hey, boss, the cops are here. And then they pull out Tommy guns, and right before they start shooting, the Frank's like, hey, boss, you know, I think these guys might not be cops. I don't think those are, you know, police issue. They usually walk around with Tommy guns. Oh, shit. I love that you're doing, like, a Chicago Italian mob accent when they're definitely the Irish mob. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, you say mob, I think, you know, classic. Yeah, because everyone forgets about the the Irish mob. And if I may, the names you listed, at least to me, didn't exactly scream Irish. No. um, Bugs Moran. Bugs Will Moran. in a minute. Oh, because okay. Because that is not his actual name. Well, I was going to say, is he the guy who was called Bugsy? I've heard of Bugsy. No, that's a different guy. Different gangster. Just coincidence that his name is Bug. Wow. Because I, I actually looked into this while doing okay. my research because I thought they were the same guy. Yeah, I, I They're not. Assumed. Because Bugsy ran his operations in... I know it was in California. I think it was like in the L.A. Oh. area in like Hollywood. Okay. Whereas Bugs Moran is in Chicago. I do keep like it's it's the 1920s. It, I just can't help it. Like with all the like, you know, mobster movies that you see, it's always like New York. And so it's like mm-hmm. you think of like an L.A. mobster. You just think of like, yeah. hey, oh, boss, what are we thought? And it's like, yeah, no, that's New York. You just can't help it. You don't think of like Bugsy. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that just... Bugsy was in L.A. Yeah. It is interesting because, like, Al Capone was in Chicago. Mm, mm-hmm. He wasn't and in then, New York. Coincidentally, then in California, because if I'm not yeah. mistaken, he ended up in uh, Alcatraz. He did. And I believe he did go toe to toe with both Bugs and Bugsy. <gasps> no way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, except it's mobsters. It's Al Capone. That's bad. Yeah, exactly. Everyone knows Al Capone. I'm fucking, yeah, I'm fucking Al Capone. I get around. I'm from the Midwest. I'm a Midwest mobster. I get to both coasts. I died of, uh, what is that, syphilis? I think he died yeah, of syphilis. Yeah, syphilis. Yeah. Poor insane bastard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was a piece of shit, so there you go. Yeah. And for this crime, our St. Valentine's Day massacre, there were no real witnesses, but people did see... <laughs> Like someone dressed as a cop and like regular people going into the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And because it's a mob and they know it's the mob, they're like, wait till later to report it. Yeah, they're doing that. They're like kind of rolling your eyes the other direction and the, they're just kind mm-hmm. of whistling and walking on. I didn't see anything. Oh, is that rain? It looks like rain. There's just gunshots like going off in the background. And like, yeah, let's. Mm. Hey, is that a taxi? Let's get up. Let's get the absolute fuck out of here. I don't let's know what's go. going on. Yeah, let's go. I'm, yeah. I w- okay. Bye. Yeah. And to this day, no one actually knows who put out the hit. Oh on shit! Moran and his gang. Although it is believed that Moran was supposed to be the actual target of the hit. But because he was late and then he because he was late, he heard that people shot up the place. He didn't go. Well, that's fair. Although if he's if he's so late that he already heard about people being shot, I feel like he wasn't ever going to go. 
Like, if you're so yeah. late that you hear about, like, yeah, absolutely. If you hear that the place that you were planning on going to just got shot to shit, you're not going to then be like, ah, maybe I'll check it out. It is a little suspicious. You're not going. Yeah, it does kind of seem a little suspicious, like, that he was supposed to be there and then he, he, I mean, I guess it depends on if he's usually a late guy or not. I don't know. So I don't think he usually ran late. Yeah. But it was known that they were getting a shipment in. Okay. And he was generally there <clears throat> when they got in shipments. Right, right. So for him to kind of not be there was kind of a bit of a fluke. Okay. And a suspicious fluke at that. He yeah. wants to respect those Furbies himself. He wants to open the boxes and pull out the, you know, t- feel the polyester. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to pop one of the batteries in there and listen to it talk. And he's like, are you my daddy? I, I don't know what a Furby says. It's also completely anachronistic. Um, I don't know, but I do know that sometimes they'll talk to you in the middle of the night, and it is scary as fuck. Oh, yeah. You know there's got to be, like, hundreds of Furbies that, if it wasn't, like, the kid themselves, some parent ran into a room of a a screaming child with, like, a bat and just beat one of those fucking things to nothing. (laughs) That has to have happened hundreds of times across the country. And they're like, we're never getting one of those Satan-filled robot things ever again. And the kid is like, yeah, yeah, I agree. No, thank you. Yeah. uh, I've had that happen, like, at friends' houses where it's like we're having a sleepover. And then it (laughs) says something in the middle of the night and we're all like... And it's always right when you're about to fall asleep. And and just before it actually says anything, you hear the gears spin up and it goes like I'm your friend. And you're like, what? And then it falls off the ship and you think it's attacking you. Real quick tangent for related to Furbies. I went and saw that movie Megan. I I personally really liked it. For anyone who's interested, go see it. I don't know if it's still in theaters. We saw it a while ago. Very good, though. Interesting. It was delightful and frightening. I was... There were parts of the commercials where I was not sure if it was supposed to be funny or scary. It's a bit of both. Um, Okay. The earlier parts are definitely... it's, It's that kind of... It starts funny and then becomes not funny. Yeah. And and I think they did a really good job of blending it into horror from kind of okay. like the idea of um the idea of of like funny robot follies you know like like you you pull up like um I think it's Columbia University is the the ones famous for doing like robotic things and they're just like yeah. pushing, pushing around a little robot with a broom or something the the first yeah. like, third of the movie is that kind of stuff. And okay. They lull you into a sort of false sense of security, security like enjoying the production of of just robotic things in general, and and then it gets it gets dark. Okay. It's a very well crafted story, I thought. Good to know. Yeah. Perfect yeah. for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes. So going back to our story. Yeah. Sorry. It is speculated that. Al Capone put out the hit on Bugs. Oh, okay. However, he had a very solid alibi in that he was on vacation in Miami with his family. Although, I mean, didn't phones exist at this time? I mean, I feel like somebody could have called someone and, you know, go kill these guys. Yeah. 
Yeah. Miami. Miami's in phone range. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's not like, yeah, if, if you're a mob boss and you put out a hit on someone, it's not like you you're going to. Have yeah, to you're not, that's the whole point. You're the boss. You're not going to get your, your hands wet, dirty. Yeah. Bloody. Bloody. There we go. You're not going to get your hands yeah. bloody. Yeah. So it is. It is speculated that. That is who put out the hit. Okay. And in I mean, order to understand why someone would want Bugs dead, yeah, that was going like to be my next question. We're going to talk about him a little bit. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's 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 dive into his story. Yes. So George Clarence Bugs Moran, whose oh. actual name is Adelard Leo Coonan. Hold on a second. <laughs> Well, I understand the name change. That's a lot. But his so his gangster name is George Clarence Bugs Moran. So Bugs is the nickname. Sure. But it's still one of four names that wasn't his original name. So, yeah, his his gangster name is George Clarence Moran. Everyone calls him Bugs. Wow. OK. And, and what is what is his given name again? Adelard Leo Coonan. Again, I understand the change that like it's not a great gangster name, but although I don't know, Adelard. Did I say it in an Irish accent for you? Adelard. 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 It'd be Adelard Adelard Leo Coonan. Now, see, I think that sounds better, actually. That's dude in your in in your research at all. Did you find any reason that he changed his name? I mean, I suppose maybe to just be more like Americanized. I think just to be more Americanized and to kind of fit in to the gangster life. Plus, I also feel like if you change your name, it kind of can protect like your family a little bit. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I I suppose anyone who's willing to dig deep enough would find it. But no, okay, I'll give it to you. It it just feels like George Clarence. Like he has. He j- it's just more developed than I thought it would be, I guess. I, I've kind of yeah. thought that, like, George Clarence would be his name, and then Bugs was sort of his gangster, like, moniker. I wasn't expecting him to have, like, a full... Yeah, a full different name. Yeah, yeah, George Clarence Bugs Marone versus Adelard... Say it one more time. Adelard Leo Kunin. That's badass. I would have stuck with that. Like you said, uh, like, protection thing aside, that's a badass name. I would have stuck with that. It is, and Adelard. he is known as being a Chicago Prohibition-era gangster. Okay. Obviously. Ob- obviously. He was also incarcerated three times before his 21st birthday. Wow. That's so, you know, he, he hit that life hard. Yeah. As he, he was attending a private Catholic school in St. Paul, Minnesota, Shut of all places. Oh, my God! That is where his parents immigrated to. Okay, so so he he was born in Ireland, like like he's he is straight Irish, and then they moved. Or I'm sorry, did did his parents come from Ireland? And he was born in Minnesota. So th- this is the funny part. Oh boy, his dad is a French immigrant, and his mother is of Canadian descent. Well, what the fuck. So he joined the <laughs> Irish mob. 
Oh, okay. That explains. So he's not Adlard. He's Adlard. Yeah. He's, okay. Yeah. It's well, just that's... so much more fun to say it like that, though. Well, so I have is. to. And I couldn't pass like, up the opportunity. No, I, I don't blame you. That's It sounds way better, though. But I'm just saying he's not... He's he's kind of a fake Irishman that and like yeah. neither of his none of his lineage is Irish. No. Uh, well, yeah. as a matter of fact, if his mom's Canadian and his dad is French, it, it it seems like he was more likely growing up speaking French. So he's more like, uh, we we will. Uh, I'm going to join the as uh, Irish mob, and we are going to uh, move a lot of uh, how do you say product. Uh, we will uh, do a lot of uh, shady things, and I will move to Chicago. I like to think that he was a a, a Midwest Minnesota boy. Oh no! And that yeah. he he went to go to Chicago to join the mob. Well, I started off in St. Paul, you know, and then I went to Shakopee, which is down by Shaska, and uh, you know, we're in the uh... fuck. I forgot what the name of that county is but it, it you know the county doesn't matter i got a great opportunity to go to illinois chicago and uh i started up a little bit i've killed a few people but you know can't can't have a business without breaking a few eggs you know that's true he joined a juvenile gang and left school at 18 so <laughs> Wait a minute. and he he was caught robbing a store you know a few times kind of escalated to warehouse robbery yeah he was in like a horse stealing ring for a while there wow and then partook in a robbery which then involved the death of a police officer and a few freight car robberies so yeah once once you yeah once in there once you're involved in a in a cop's laying you're you're pretty much inducted permanently yeah yeah. And in the time leading up to the St. Valentine's Day massacre, it's a time of prohibition. Mm-hmm. Gangs are fighting each other left and right. Chicago's just a gory, bloody place from gang violence. Because, <laughs> you know, you can make some some money off of distributing alcohol. So, yeah. And then in walks in walks a guy named in Bugs. In walks a guy named Bugs, and he's going like, "Hey, what can I get for you, fellas? Yeah, you want uh, you got a beer? I got some suds for you. Yeah, I'm from Carver County. Carver County is what I was trying to remember. Yeah, when you go down to Chaska, you're in Carver County. So he comes from Carver County down to Chicago, and he's running some booze, and he's having a great time. Yeah. yeah. So the two gangs battling it out in Chicago is the North Side Gang. <clears throat> Which is run by Dean O'Bannon. Now that and is mostly sense. Irish gang. Yeah, okay, there we go. Yes, so O'Bannon is the original leader of the Northside gang. And then Al Capone was the leader of the Italian mob and the Southside gang. Okay, and all coming together, I got you. Yeah, they did the separation of North and South because things were just getting so crazy with... Who had what territory? They were fighting each other all the time. They're like, we're not actually making any money doing this. So, like, why don't you take this side? Draw a line in the sand. We'll take this side. Yeah, war is bad for business. When you're talking about organized crime, 
you want to monopolize. You want to, yeah, you want to have mm-hmm. an, an agreement, split it down the middle. In this case, in half, one takes the north, one takes the south. Shake yep. hands and part ways. All right. Yes. That's and good business. All right. Good. Yeah. Good for them. All right. It is. It is. And Moran ended up taking over the gang when Dean O'Bannon was killed. He was, I believe he was gunned down. I can't remember doing what, but I mean, that seems like that is how he ended up taking over was he was like the right hand man. So he took over and people weren't really sure how they felt about it. People in the gang were like, yeah, he's a hothead. Oh, I thought I thought they were just going to be upset that he was a Frenchman from St. Paul. (laughs) No, it's that he's a hothead and he doesn't know when to stop is like. Oh, he's yeah. All right. He's he's that. So when he started taking over. He kind of started a turf war with Al Capone. Ah, yeah, that's not he's a great right hand man. He's not a great leader. Yeah. So piss Al Capone because he's like, we had an agreement. We we were going to split our businesses. And now this fucking new guy is coming in trying to rewrite the rules. Yeah, it was it was a whole thing back and forth with O'Bannon originally because someone in the South Side gang thought that O'Bannon ordered the murder of like someone in their gang, so they like retaliated. So then because he died, Bugs was pissed off about it and he's like, Well now I have to retaliate. So okay. then that started the turf war and Al Capone's like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> We had an agreement and it is not my, like, it's not my fault that someone killed in this other gang. Yeah. He's killed like, I wasn't even with that shit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? This has nothing yeah. to do with our business. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those that there was, Retaliation on both sides. Yeah. So because of that, then Bugs was making things difficult for Al Capone with just generally him running business, which Mm -hmm. is a problem. And when you become a problem for the mob, they will take care of you. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of a promise. Yeah, don't. Doesn't matter which mob. Right. They'll take care of it. I don't care if I don't like you. If we can get along and we can both run our business, everything's fine. You become a person. If, if you become an issue, I got to take care of that issue. That's just how it works. Yeah. So tensions just got higher and higher leading up to the St. Valentine's Day massacre. And, you know, things just... Took a hard left turn. <laughs> as we it's, know. They took a hard left turn north into the city there, into the other person's territory. And uh, Al Capone's like, hey, Bugs, you've made your last hop, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And within days after the murder, Capone did receive a summons to testify oh. on grand jury charges. But he said he was too unwell to attend. <laughs> And I was just going to say, does Al, is Al Capone the kind of person who strikes you as someone who, who uh, succumbs to a summons or like, that's not the word I'm looking for. Yeah. He, go, he, he like 
does it, whatever. Yeah, and part of why the finger was pointed at Capone was because Moran was hijacking his Detroit-based liquor shipments. So they police started to focus their attention there as well as a Jewish purple gang, which I don't really know what that means. <laughs> Other than that, they were predominantly Jewish in a gang. <laughs> and they liked purple. No. I mean... Maybe purple was, like, their color. I mean... I don't, I don't know. Maybe their mascot was Prince? Well, although in the 20s, I suppose I don't not. think Prince was alive. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I, although that does also tie into Minnesota. Prince was it from would. Minnesota. So, yeah. yeah a, a few decades too early, but uh, it could have worked. Yeah. So... They also believe that, like, police could have been involved and that that could have been the intention with the kills is that, like, the police are involved. So what you going to do about it? Right. Well, and it does seem like the the era when it, yeah, it would have made sense that they would have had at least someone in the police in their pocket and they would have been able to help cover it up and maybe even do the hit. Like, the people... Like the description of people dressed as police might not even be accurate in the sense that like they might have just been police officers. Yeah. And then one of the other suspects outside of Al Capone was Cosa Nostra, who is a hitman of John Scalisi and Albert Anslim or Anslimi. And people were saying that they heard Scalisi talking about how he was the most powerful man in Chicago. Who, who, and who are those people? Have we talked about so them already? We have not talked about them. Oh, yes. So John sure I wasn't Scalisi my was like a pretty, he was a pretty big gangster okay. in Chicago in the 1920s. And I've, I have not heard of Albert and Sleamy, so I, yeah. I've heard of John Scalisi. I do also forget just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm used to the Twin Cities, which as far as cities go, aren't super huge. So I keep forgetting that, like, this is Chicago. You can have a lot mm-hmm. of gangs there. Yeah. So I you can forget- have a lot of gangs, a lot yeah. of gangsters. A lot of, yeah, a lot of business to be done. Lots of guys, lots of movers and shakers, lots of people potentially out to kill you. Yeah. But unfortunately, they couldn't really do much with it because Scleesy and Sleamy and one of their gunmen was found dead on the side of the road in oh. May of that same year. Oh my god. So <laughs> it is also assumed that that could have also been Al Capone. Oh, okay, yeah. He's taken out all the competition. He is. He which, wants the whole city for himself. I mean, is that bad as a gangster? Oh, no. I mean, that's definitely what he wants to do. Like, that is, I'm sure that was his big play. And, well, and I can understand, too, if, like, the Valentine's Day massacre was just sort of, like, this needs to be done. And then after that move was made, he's like, well, all right, I already got one guy out of my way. Maybe I should just fucking take care of the rest of these jokers. Yeah, so there's, it was the biggest fight within all of the gangs and the bloodiest, but there are definitely still, like, gang hits after 
but it wasn't anything quite to that scale and it realistically like it sent a message oh I, whoever yeah, planned it, it it sent a message to all the other mobsters out there like i am not to be trifled with yeah i would imagine that it's the kind of thing where you're either going to run other people out of town like it, it's the kind of message where they're gonna either flee or fall in line because they're yeah. like, look, this guy means fucking business. I don't want to die. And so, like, I'm either going to get out of here or I'm going to sign up with the new guy. Yeah. So it, it is one of those things that, to this day, we're not really going to know who did it. Right. It's the great mysteries of the 1920s. But we do have a nice memorial at the oh. Mob Museum in Las Vegas. There's a Mob is... Museum? Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. Well, the next it time is... I'm in Vegas, I'm going to check it out. I believe it is close to our friend Zach Baggins. Shut museum. Up. Oh, my God. Okay, if we ever do, like, a Vegas tour, we got spots to hit. Yes. There, I believe in one of his episodes, he actually went to the Mob Museum to visit the wall. Okay. Because there is speculation that the Mob Museum is haunted because yeah. they have bricks from this wall, which oh yeah, the actual garage was demolished, yeah. and it's a parking lot for a nursing home now where the site was. Aww. But a lot of the bricks were taken and sold to people. Right, right. And... A lot of them were like displayed in various crime-related novelty museums and sold individually. But now, what what they could get is owned by the Mob Museum. Pretty cool. They could still have trace amounts of like blood and stuff in them. Yeah, I, and think, so I think a good amount of them have like bullet holes in them. Oh, that's awesome! And they yeah. have it. They have it displayed behind glass so you can, like, stand as if you were, like, one of the men. Okay. (laughs) But you can't, like, you can't touch anything. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Gotta preserve it. And, you know, keep it looking nice. Yeah. But that is... Keep the massacre wall looking real nice and pristine. Yeah. For the most part, that, that is our story. I do, however have some images for you from oh, okay. the Mom Museum website. Let's take a look. Because they, they have images of it. Okay. Here we go. Tell me when you can see it. Oh, shoot. I did the wrong. Okay, hold on. I was looking <laughs> for, like, links. I see. You're just going to. Okay, watch stream. There we go. Yes. So we got Al Capone. Classic. First photo. Classic. Here's one Ooh, of the bricks. Yeah. wall bullet holes. Ooh, creepy. There's a dog there. <laughs> just yeah, hanging out. He's just hanging out. Why does it look like he's under like a grinder? Wait, go back. I don't know. Yeah, what the hell is that? That's that's creepy. Is it, these are real, so I'm guessing oh, it's, he's under like a truck. Okay, yeah, I thought that was like a, uh, uh, like a, not a, um, like a blade. Yeah, kind of like a meat grinder blade, but yeah, I see it's yeah. probably something from. 
And then the transmission. Oh, look, yeah, those are all the bricks. With a very happy so, dude. He's very yeah, happy to have all those bricks. This is the location of where the garage was. If that is important to you. Kind of weird to think that it was just sort of in a neighborhood. I, I was ex- I was picturing and like a this classic... is one of the crime scene photos. Oh my, that is graphic. Yeah, I won't be posting that one on social media just because say, of the graphic nature. But yeah. you can Google it. I was going to say, yeah, people can find it easily enough if they want to. That is, uh, it's so this is like. I mean, I suppose that's the whole point of, like, sending a message. It, I, I guess I'm still kind of in the idea of, like, serial killer mode where you would want to clean up the crime scene. But I suppose yeah. if this is like a mob war, you don't, like, you want to send a message so you don't clean anything up. You just, you leave it there. Yeah. You don't want people to see this. Yeah, you, you don't want to clean it up and leave no trace. You want everyone and their mother to see it. Yeah, yeah, you're like, no. Nah. No, we want everyone to know what happened here. Take home a brick, mm-hmm. put it on your mantle. Yeah. Take a brick Everybody on your way out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You notice I, I you stuck. You can with... take a brick. You leave, take a brick. Exactly. I stuck with the Italian. Yeah, because we killed all the Irishmen. So I'm sticking with the Italian <laughs> mobster. Yeah. I finally got the right accent for the right person. So, yeah, that is that is the story of the St. Valentine's Day massacre. It's... Mm. As far as crimes go, there's not tons to it, but, you know, it's it was the 1920s, which was a crazy ass time. Yeah, it does go to show that crime does not pay because even when you're even when you're like you're both mobsters, you're both doing crime and you still end up dead. Like it wasn't even like it's not like they got caught by the cops. It was another mobster that took you out. And it's like, just man, keep your head down and just do your business. Rake in yeah. the money and yeah, do it quietly. Why why you gotta why you gotta make waves? You don't need all that territory south. You got the north. You got all the north. Let Capone have the south. No, just couldn't happen. Yeah. I do think it is interesting that like just enough people knew not to say mm. anything. Mm-hmm. I think that's also just kind of a, a marker of like the times that they were in the sense that, I mean, I, there's, there's, as far as I've ever known, there's still, you know, mob activity that happens these days, but it's not like people oh, yeah. know what's going on, you know, like, like this was an era when people knew about the mob, they knew who they were, they knew what they were doing. Well, and it was also prohibition. So it's like you were, especially if you had like a speakeasy, you were probably getting supplied yeah. through the mob. And yeah. so it's just it's just weird to think that like this was an era when this kind of thing would happen and like you were saying like like passersby would just be like nope I'm not I'm not calling nobody I'm walking the fuck away cuz that's the mob shit going on I'm going home like uh, leave me out of it so, Yeah exactly they're doing their own thing I'm yeah I'm not doing it and it's like today Oh uh, you know there's some uppity person <laughs> up in there being like, you know how how many people you have barred for life? Yeah, for for showing your ugly face around here. I don't know. I don't. Just know. Like, you know, it's for something like really dumb. 
you could just imagine like if if this was an event that was transcribed like to today the the people who were throwing their hands up and walking away there's someone who is like pulling out their cell phone and like trying to record things and, like well people have to know about this and it's like no walk away you're about walk to die because this is some mob shit going on you got to get out of there and they're like no no i they can't just do this in my neighborhood and it's like man you, you don't understand this is the 20s you got to get yeah. the fuck out of there yeah but, i know, do I do love when people do that and then incriminate themselves. Yes. Like there's, there was one where this lady like pulled out her phone and she was harassing a man of color. And she was like trying to be like, you're hurting me. You're doing these things to me. He's like, I'm not touching you. Yeah. I'm not close to you. I'm just trying to walk home. I'm like, I'm walking in the park. Yeah. (laughs) In a public space. And she was like, did you see that? He hit me. And you're like, my, my, my favorite are the ones that are like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a black guy, like in a car filming a a woman who is a set more or less verbally assaulting him. And she is accusing him of stealing the car. And he's like, this is my car. Like, what are you doing? that car. I own it. My name is on the registration. He's like holding up the key fob. He's like, these are my house keys with my car. This is my, he's like, I worked my ass off for this car. This is my car. What do you, and she just assumes that he's stolen it. And it's like, no, yeah, you can't get away with that shit these days. Which you shouldn't. Like it's. You shouldn't. Leave people alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, People, I swear. (laughs) Although maybe. I mean, I'm waiting for like some deathbed confession from like an old mobster or something, oh, or like yeah. one of their wives. I bet it, it'd yeah. be like a family member deathbed confession. Maybe yeah, like, I, I know who did it. I know who killed Bugs Marone. I know who did it. And uh, the story. <laughs> the story is going to go to the highest bidder. So, uh, mom, you're already rich because of you know the illegal crime. Remember, Dad was involved with like organized crime. She's like, and you have, she's like, that was his money. I want my money. My money comes from selling the story. Like, all right, all right, okay, ma, okay, Okay, ma. And and again, I'm going back to New York. (laughs) This is Chicago. Yeah, no, I'm doing the wrong accent. That's all right. That that is our story. Please tell me about our pairing today, since we didn't talk about it before. Yeah, I was kind of hoping we would just uh, we would just oh, go just past like, it. Right past it. It was well, Valentine's well, Day chocolate. <laughs> so <laughs> I, <wink> in there. <laughs> I I had a great what I thought was a great idea because I wanted it to be sort of Valentine's themed, but not like traditional things. So the, the, we went with a a wine pairing, which you'll notice uh, is not actually the wine that I recommended. Well, you can't really read it. This um, kind of off topic. This is a a very Midwestern thing, a cranberry rhubarb wine that is Wisconsin. It's a company called three lakes winery. Very good. That is not the wine that I had. For this week's pairing, I had a um, a wine that is also Wisconsin based. It's from a company called Waller. It's either Waller Shime or Waller's Heim Winery, um, and it is Blushing Rose. My my yeah. whole theme for this week was that like kind of a modified Valentine's Day thing. So the wine was a rosé, 
I don't think I succeeded. The wine I was drinking was called Blushing Rose, and it was delicious. It was sort of a Moscato, but more... I don't know. It was sweeter, and Moscato is pretty sweet. So if you if you like yeah. sweet wines, I highly recommend Blushing Rose. The uh, the reason that I'm a little timid about it is because I thought I knew enough about artichokes to make them, and I will post the pictures that uh, I got of the first thing that I made, which was raw artichokes that I just cut in half and I knew enough to like take off the outer petals that are like really hard and whatnot. Mm. And I just put some oil on them with some salt and pepper and uh, roasted them. And they were terrible. They were absolutely awful. (laughs) They were pure garbage. And so then we were planning on recording yesterday. So I I got a a thing of canned artichoke hearts because I'm like, okay, I know that you can eat the hearts. Like that's what you usually eat. And uh, so I got a can of those. I strained them out. I washed them. I I uh, put some oil on them again, and I got some salt and pepper and some thyme, and I put them in the oven, and they were also terrible. Oh, <laughs> they were, like, I was hoping else... those would have turned out better. They were. Oh no, that's the thing. They were better. They were edible, and they oh, were awful. No. I think I put too much time on them, but I'm gonna have to give them a three because they were. They were the worst. They were just I and I've definitely yeah. had like artichoke things, not even just like dip, but I've definitely had um like appetizers and entrees that had artichokes involved in some way and they were delicious. And you had mentioned that you boiled them. I I did baking. I put I roasted them in the oven for so long at so many degrees. It did not work out. They were terrible. I, I just yeah. don't think I want to cook an artichoke. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give the artichokes a three. Um, and the whole theme there was just that artichoke hearts, you know, you do heart-shaped yeah. things. And so hearts I thought it was... roses. Yeah, yeah. I, thank you. Yeah, hearts and roses. I thought it was yeah, going to be I great. I picked it up. I was like, oh, okay. cute. <laughs> yeah. The, the wine, I, I really can't say enough. I, I think I got to give it a nine. It was... Better than I expected it to be. I was I was just like in the store and it was Wisconsin based and I'm like oh I'm in Wisconsin I'll try. and it's absolutely delicious. It's um the the pair is a five. They do not complement each other as far as I was concerned. Um, yeah. which again, I cannot stress enough is my doing. I don't think I know how to do artichokes and I will maybe try again in the future, but um. I think there's a way you can do artichokes and and have it be paired with wine that would work, but I did not do it well. So, yeah. So about my artichokes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had Gabriel roast up some for me, and well, okay, were, now I'm intrigued. Like artich- artichokes. Yeah. Um, my preferred method, which. I bought two and he only cooked up the one. So I'm going to try again. Oh, okay. With the other one. And I, as you said earlier, I like to boil them. Right, right. So that it, it usually makes them like really tender. And that's the thing I love about it. And then you, what I'm going to do when I make it is do like a garlic thyme butter. Yeah. Since oh, okay. The that recipe sounds delicious. you sent me had like time yeah. on the artichokes. I feel like with roasting it, it just like 
the flavor doesn't cook in quite as much. Sure, yeah. Whereas, like, you got it in the butter, you're spooning that delicious buttery goodness into your mouth. Yeah. I feel like can't really go wrong there. That that will taste delicious. And I can say from having, like, stuffed artichoke, the way you cook it is, like, you boil it first, shove everything up in there, which is, like, you kind of peel like the petals apart and you put like a cheesy bacon Mm -hmm. mixture in there and then you roast it so it kind of like gets a little melty and gooey with the cheese and i feel like that works well and that like you get the tenderness for the hearts from boiling it but then you get like a little crisp in there but i mean bacon also makes everything taste delicious so and, yeah, it's hard to go wrong with bacon. I, I yeah. like everything that you mentioned. I had found when I was kind of like looking at recipes because I usually just try to make things up. I'm not a chef. I'm not a cook, but I try to make things that are just off the top of my head and unique. But I, I have no idea what yeah. to do with artichokes. And so I found a lot of things that were like, yeah, either stuffed artichokes or you like you were saying, like boil them and then you pull the the like individual leaves off and you kind of eat like the the meat that's at like the base of the leaves. And I've definitely done yeah. that before, but like in restaurants. And I'm like, I just want something that's a little simpler. And I definitely wanted it to involve the artichoke hearts. Like that was the whole point, is that it's Valentine's yeah. themed. And so I the the thing that I sent you was as far as I knew, like raw artichokes. But yeah, I I have learned that I just do not know enough about artichokes or how to cook them because okay. sitting, I, I I chopped them in half. I cut off like the tops of the leaves that were like the really hard and like kind of pointy bits. I got rid of the mm. base and I'm like, okay, that's the heart. I can cut them in half and I can put, you know, oil on them and everything. I yeah. also didn't know that they have life-threatening little like hairs on the inside of them, which the I hair. didn't. Yeah, I did not get rid of before cooking or uh, attempting Ooh. to eat. And um, I was sitting, I don't remember what we were watching, but Lily was sitting there just watching me just suffer through trying to eat like petals of artichokes. She's like, how's, uh, how's your veggies over there? And I'm, I'm looking at her, I'm like, they're great. As I'm like, <laughs> they're great. Yeah, as I'm like half <laughs> crying and just suffering through this. I love and, it so much. Yeah. And then, like I said, I even got the canned ones, so it's like all the work is done. It's just the artichoke hearts, and it's still they were. I think I think honestly, with the artichoke hearts, when I roasted them, I just used too much time. There was just clearly way too much seasoning. So yeah, if anyone is listening to this and attempts it, I hope you know more about artichokes than I do, because they definitely can be done well. And for this week, at least, they were not. They were done very poorly. <laughs> And so yeah. the rating reflects that because you. Yeah, that is that is the fun part about boiling them is that you get all the way down there and then you have to like scoop the hairs yeah. out before you can then eat the heart. But Well, and that's the other thing. Like I technically did it right because uh, I checked a few different recipes and they all said that you're supposed to cook it first because it makes it easier mm-hmm. to remove the little hair yeah. things. And even that, it just did not go well. Like when, when I got Ooh. out of the oven, they were, I, I think I might've also cooked them too hot, too long. I don't know. Okay. 
it uh it did not go well so that is okay it is but you know that's how we learn yeah i will say the rosé i i picked cuz you just had rosé so i was like okay mm-hmm. cool i went with 19 crimes cali rosé by snoop dogg and it is by far my favorite rosé okay shit it's on the sweeter side and it's it's just a good rosé i last time i bought it i made gabriel try it and he's not huge on rosé he likes moscato but he's not huge on rosé oh okay and he loved it I, and it's Snoop Dogg, so like he's not he's gonna put his name idol. on anything. Yeah, he's not gonna put his name on anything that sucks. And I, I just like yeah. the idea that I don't know if he's just marketing it or if he's actually making it. I like to think that he's actually producing it. And if he is, there's just something adorable about Snoop Dogg making a rose. And I'm I'm sold on just that by itself. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna give my artichokes about a four. Just mm because I want them cooked a certain way now and I <laughs> will now accept probably nothing less. Okay. And the rosé is going to be a solid 10 because chef's kiss amazing. Oh shit, okay. That I'm is check that out how for I sure. feel about this wine. I do love the idea that Gabriel works in a kitchen and you're just like you didn't make them right. <laughs> I even told him that. <laughs> you did now. It's recorded oh. forever. <laughs> well, I, mean, I also, I mean, there again, I also didn't boil them, so I might try that next time. I don't know why I was so intent on roasting them. It just, it just felt right somehow, but it, like I said, it just didn't work. So anyway, maybe next yeah. time. Right. When- yeah. When I saw that he made him, I was like, you didn't boil them? And he's like, you said to roast them. And I was like, I did say that. <laughs> Which is also... I was like, this is my own fault. Because that's just what I pulled out. Like, it seemed like... the. Yeah. Uh, I also... I kind of go back and forth between trying to do something that's, like, semi-complicated and kind of easy. And, I mean, easy generally means opening a package. So this was kind of in between. And I'm like, I'm not going to boil water and then put artichokes in them. I'm like, fuck that. And, uh... Yeah, my uh, my quicker route did not did not get good results. So we will try artichokes again at some point in the future, and hopefully, and do we them will better. boil them next time, <laughs> and hope for the best. Yes. So, yes. Um. That being said, if you have any recommendations for how we can prepare artichokes, you can uh, visit us at peculiar pairings or no, email us, not visit us. At uh, peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. You can visit us on Twitter at peculiarpairpod or Instagram at capul. Oh, Jesus Christ. At peculiarpairingspod and uh, check us out on Patreon. Why not? You know, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, is, that is about all we have for you today. Well, thanks for listening with us, everybody. And hopefully your artichokes turned out better than mine did. That is <laughs> the hope. Uh, Fingers crossed. Yeah, did it twice. Both turned out bad. Um, oh, hopefully, next uh, time. yeah, next time. Next time next we'll go time. for boiled artichokes and hope for the best. Yes. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody listening, and we'll yeah. see you next time. Bye bye.